Hello and welcome to the FPL Bet podcast um, for Game Week 19. Um, this is me, Braveheart, recording on Christmas Eve. Um, so I'm not sure how many people uh, will actually listen to this week's podcast given the, the festive period. However, if you do, if you are listening, um, I just want to say a very Merry Christmas and hope you all have a very uh, enjoyable Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and Boxing Day um, with your uh, families, but especially on Boxing Day um, with almost a full card of FPL football. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to Boxing Day is always one of the highlights. I, I do, I really love when you've got a full, almost, unfortunately this year it's not a full card, but I love when you've got the full card on a single day. Um, it's just... So yeah, it's much much more fun than when it's spread over several days because you you might have more players playing on the first day, and then you have a, a big peak and the only way is down, or you your rivals in many leagues get a get a shot on you if your players are mostly playing the last game. So I do really enjoy it when it's all in all in one day. Um, so before getting into um, game week nineteen, I'll do a quick review of my game week eighteen score. Um, I got 34 points um, we'll come to the reason why it was uh, below the average of 38 in a few moments and, um, I Ryan and goals, Lundstrom, Rico Kelly where my defence Lundstrom was the only one that got a clean sheet um, Rico got booked and is now suspended for the next Bournemouth game uh, De Bruyne captain's son uh, who got sent off De Bruyne got an assist uh, Deli Ali who got a yellow card, Zaha who blanked, and then up front we've got Vardy with nine points with a goal and bonus. Uh, all three bonus in the City game despite being on the side that lost 3-1, so that's very um, promising for Vardy. Um, he, he is, he, for me, he's a season, a season keeper, um, notwithstanding the fact that they'll be playing Liverpool this weekend, and I'll be wildcarding the following weekend, but he, he is in my side um, for the long haul. Um, Abraham uh, got two points. He came off in the 79th minute in the Spurs game. Um, a bit disappointing that he didn't manage to get anything when Chelsea were in the ascendancy in that game. And then finally, Raul Jimenez uh, got one goal, one bonus um, for seven points. Now, the frustrating decision for me in this game was about captaincy. I went with Son over Jimenez. Um, my view was that Jimenez was the safer option, but Son had the higher ceiling. Um, and so turned out to be correct. Sun does have a high ceiling, but unfortunately Spurs weren't at the races, and then Sun did something stupid and got a red card and is now suspended um, for three game weeks. They have, Spurs have appealed um, that game, that <coughs> that red card. However, um, it is likely to be heard before um if it, hopefully it's heard before the deadline for the next game week it's unlikely it's going to be overturned and one thing to keep in mind is that because it was for violent conduct it means that he will still be suspended despite the the appeal being pending um, so that's something to keep in mind if you do hold Sun if the appeal is heard and it's overturned then fantastic you will have stolen um, some ground, if you still have them, you'll have stolen some ground on the um, many people who have transferred him out of the team since the last game week. 
Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. I cannot see this getting overturned, particularly because it was a VAR decision. I I think um, Son is going to miss the next few games. He may miss more if it's seen as a frivolous appeal, and I think it will be. Um, so I think he may get an extra match. I think what I, what I, my prediction would be that he. Um, the appeal may not be heard before the Boxing Day fixtures, so he will be suspended for that because it was violent conduct. And then beyond that, he'll still get three games. Um, so it'll be an additional game to it. Um, so if you do have Sun, I would be looking and strongly considering um, my alternative options. And I will come to that in the not-too-distant future. So now let's look at this week's uh, fixtures. So the first one is Spurs against Brighton. Now, Spurs are... Their form isn't great. Both of these teams aren't really on a great run of form. Spurs have won two and lost three in their last five, whereas Brighton have won one, drawn two, lost two. The bookies, uh, Bet365, have Spurs as the favourite to win this game. Um, And so I think that... And I think the bookies will be right, because Spurs have won their last three top-flight home games against Brighton and have kept a clean sheet in each game. Their last defeat was probably before most of the players were playing last defeat to Brighton was before most of these players were playing in October 1981 Um, last year um, sorry earlier on the season in the reverse fixture um, Brighton won 3-0 in that game but I think Spurs are on a better situation now and will be looking to try and enact revenge there Um, and one other interesting statistic is that um, no, since Jose Mourinho's first game in charge at the club, no Premier League team has conceded uh, more goals than Spurs across all competitions. Spurs have conceded 14, which is the joint most alongside Arsenal. So that is an interesting statistic if you're um, thinking about moving in for a Spurs defender. Right now their defence doesn't look too too impressive. Um, however, I think Serge Aurier looks good on the attacking front and as we all know with Mourinho's sides they will become defensively resolute eventually. Um, so I, I think, it, particularly with these next three games, I think they, they do have at least a couple of clean sheets in those games, because Spurs' next three games are incredibly favourable. They have, in their next three games, if you're not aware, um, they have Brighton at home, Norwich away, Southampton at home, and then that's the end of the, the Christmas run. So we've got three, game week, three games in the next week, and Spurs have by far the best of it. So, I uh, I would strong if you don't have maxed out Spurs options, I would be looking at getting that. If you have your wild cards in tow, then perfect. I I do, so I'm not wild carding this week, but I'll be wild carding next week. So next the next episode will be a discussion of my wild card side for the for the next uh, eighteen or so fixtures until we know a bit more about the double game weeks etc um, so yeah I would be strongly tipping Aurier if you're wanting a Spurs defender um, Deli Ali now if you're wanting a Spurs midfielder um, Lucas Moura if you're looking for a bit of a differential but I would still prefer Ali and up front obviously uh, Harry Kane um, will be at the forefront of everybody's um, selections Brighton you wouldn't be transferring in any Brighton players this week um, if you have Ryan and goals play him 
he's probably not going to get a clean sheet, but he could rack up a few save points. And I pretty much say that every week when Brighton are playing against a, an ostensibly difficult team. So the next game is Bournemouth against Arsenal. This will be Mikel Arteta's first match. And because it's Mikel Arteta's first match, I'd be reluctant to invest in Arsenal until we know how they're going to set up, how they're going to resonate with what um, Mikel Arteta's management philosophy is going to be. We would assume it's something along the lines of Pep Guardiola's, but as we saw when Pep joined the Premier League, um, it takes a little while for teams to fully buy into that philosophy. Um, and certainly they wouldn't have done that in the few days since Mikel Arteta was appointed as Arsenal manager. So I would be reluctant to sign any Arsenal players at the moment. Brighton are without Rico in this game, um, so that's unfortunate. Um, they're still also without uh, Nathan Ake. Um, Arsenal are without Chambers. Chambers is suspended, just to, to flag that. Um, I, I would be avoiding... If you've got players in this game, I'd be avoiding... Um, if you've got players in this game, then fine. But I would be avoiding targeting this game specifically. Um, the bookies have um, Arsenal as the slight favourites. They have won their previous three matches against Bournemouth. Um, Bournemouth are in a run of not great form. They've got four defeats and one win, that win being the red herring against Chelsea. Um, and Bournemouth aren't very good against Arsenal. They have won just one of their ten meetings in all competitions against Arsenal, um, coming from behind to win 2-1 in January 2018. So I think that... Um, I think Arsenal are very likely to score, and Arsenal have never failed to score against Bournemouth. So I think that if you have the likes of Aubameyang, Lacazette, um, then well done in your patience, but also this could be a game that uh, they get a couple goals, maybe even one at least. Bournemouth don't do very well on Boxing Day fixtures. They're winless in all four of their Premier League Boxing Day fixtures, um, and all of those matches were against London sides. Um, they've drawn both of their games at home, 0-0 against Crystal Palace and 3-3 with West Ham, and then lost their other two. Moving now to Aston Villa against Norwich. Um, this is a game which I would be looking at targeting some Villa players, particularly if you have your wild card still in tow, like I do. So my goal is, my thinking right now is to take out uh, Heng Ming Sun, and bring in um, Jack Grealish for this game. Grealish has been on some, has been on excellent form. Um, he is the uh, top goal scorer for um, Aston Villa in the Premier League this season with five goals and has had four assists. Um, he's six point two million, I think six point two, six point three at the time of writing, um, at the time of recording actually, and he. Um, has four yellow cards, so he does like a yellow card, but he will um, not be getting any suspension because it now resets. So now I think it's now ten that he'll need to miss the next games. So yeah, I uh, I'm I'm strongly considering Jack Grealish um, in terms of attacking prowess um, in the Premier League this season. Um, Aston Villa are sixth with the most shots on targets per match. They are 
just below Leicester City, Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool and Man City. So that is interesting um, to say the least because Jack Grealish is their main attacking threat. Everything seems to go through him. So Jack Grealish at home to Norwich sounds like an excellent call. Um, and so I will be more, more than likely transferring him in for this game. Um, Norwich avoid, just as, as simple as that really. And the only Villa player right now I'd be thinking of is Jack Grealish because John McGinn broke his ankle in the, uh, the last game. So now he's out until late February 2020. Um, so he's not going to be playing anytime soon. Um, so... The Villa won the um, first match against Norwich this season, and they're looking for the uh, to secure their just their second Premier League double over Norwich. They won into a double in 2013-14. Most of these players weren't there, so that is irrelevant really for fantasy football. Um, fantasy football thoughts, but they did win five one at Carrow Road in October. So there is a thought that Norwich will be more defensively resolute, so they don't get pummeled again but I think confidence will be high in that Villa side which is which is why I'm, I'm strongly considering bringing in Grealish this week Chelsea against Southampton next, um, Chelsea haven't lost to Southampton in their last 9 meetings with 8 wins and 1 draw and the bookies tip them to make that 9 wins and 1 draw in their last 10, Bet365 heavily tipping Chelsea to win this game um, Chelsea's form, uh, they beat Spurs at the weekend there um, against the run of against the expectation in my view um, not against the run of play, they were dominant in that game um, they thoroughly deserved their win um, but I, 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 said, I tipped Spurs to, to win that game so who knows this could be a game for Southampton um, Danny Ings is Southampton's main um, attacking threat, he has played 87 minutes, 90 minutes, 88 minutes and then 77 minutes and 90 minutes since November so he hasn't yet had a rest um, it may be that similar to the Liverpool game at the start of the season that uh, Southampton see this as an opportunity to rest him as a game where they're not really expecting to get anything but as we remember from that Liverpool game very early in the season um, Danny Ings scored in that game albeit it was fortunate Adrian hit the ball off him but he still scored he is on the back of a two goal um, game against, against Aston Villa um, I think that Danny Ings is, in my view, him and Mopai are the two best budget forwards in the game right now. Um, if Greenwood was able to get some game time, then he would be up there. But it's Danny Ings or it's Mopai if you're looking for a very, very, if you're looking for a sub, um, I think it's sub 7 mil um, forward, I think Danny Ings is the one to go for or Mopai. Uh, I wouldn't be targeting any Southampton players this game week if you ha don't have them. Um, they are fixtures in the not-too-distant future are not good. So they have Chelsea away this week. They have Crystal Palace at home um, in game week 20. That's the, the plum fixture in their next run up until the 21st of January. Um, and then they've got Tottenham at home, Leicester away and Wolves at home. Those are three difficult games. I think Ings will need to be at his best to get some goals. I think he will get some goals because he, he, is, he, is he just 
casually chips away at getting them. Um, but if you don't have Ings right now, I'd maybe be reluctant to bring him in. I'd be maybe if you were looking to bring him in, I'd be looking at maybe around January the twenty first because they then embark on a very nice run of fixtures. Crystal Palace, excluding Liverpool away, Arsenal at home and Man City at home. From game week 24 to about 2033, they have Crystal Palace away, Burnley at home, Aston Villa at home, West Ham away, Newcastle at home, Norwich away and Watford away. So that's a good run for Ings, but for now I'd be uh, I'd be avoiding unless you already hold him, in which case just enjoy the points that you've been getting because he's been on tremendous form lately. Um, one player that's not been on tremendous form lately is Abraham. Um, it's been a little bit concerning that since he um, came back from his injury um, his injury spell out he hasn't really set the world alight so he has came back from injury he had the immediate first game uh, where he scored and got an assist but since game week 13 he's only scored one goal one assist and he's had he didn't play in one game through injury and he's blanked in four other games so Abraham is a player that I'm starting to worry a little bit about I have a lot of money tied up I don't have a lot of money tied up on him actually because I transferred him out and then brought him back in so he, after Southampton if he doesn't do well I may be considering um, a move away from Abraham on my wild card possibly to a Rashford but we'll, we'll see what happens we'll see what happens there so now we've got Crystal Palace against West Ham. Crystal Palace uh, have won two, drawn two, lost one in their last fixtures, whereas West Ham have won two and lost three. Bet365 are tipping Crystal Palace to win, but not by a great deal. Um, Crystal Palace still have their usual injuries, so Schlupp's out, Cahill's out, Ward's out, uh, Scott Dan's still out. Um, and then for West Ham, uh, David Martin has got a thigh injury, um, so Lucas, Lucas Fabianski is still out. So this might be a good a good match for um, for Zaha because Roberto hasn't done particularly well in um, in any of the games that he has played recently. Um, David Martin has performed quite well in West Ham's upturn in fixtures, winning against Southampton and Chelsea. Um, has coincided with Roberto being dropped for Martin. So if Martin remains out, so um, it could be a good match for Zaha. Um, I will be keeping Zaha for this game because obviously I've got the sun issue to worry about. Um, but otherwise, I think in this game you play your you play Kelly, um, you play Guyana if you've got him, you play uh, Zaha. I think that's pretty much but uh, the 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 go to. But I wouldn't. With the exception of Kelly, if you don't already have him, or Guyana, if you're looking for a goalkeeper change, I wouldn't be targeting this match in any way, shape or form with my game week transfers this week. Everton will be under new management with Carlo Ancelotti um, to play Burnley. Uh, Everton have won one, drawn two, lost two in the last five matches, while Burnley have won two and lost three. Bookies uh, betting Everton to win this match. Um, they are... If I've been perfectly, they've drawn their last three matches, Everton, but that doesn't really matter now because they're under new management. Uh, Sigurdsson says that the, the players are um, excited to be working under Ancelotti, and I'm certainly intrigued to see how they will set up. Um, particularly, so for example, if they have um, the likes of Charleston, where is he going to play? 
is he going to be representing out of position value or is Ancelotti going to keep with the likes of Calvert-Lewin up front um, in defence you have the if they're able to get a good run of um, a good run in terms of solid, solid defensively um, then I think that Lucas Dean might be a good shout again he was um, in most teams towards the start of the season however he has since uh, dropped significantly in value um, and so maybe worth considering um, in the not too distant future as Everton will now have a quite a decent run um, so Lucas Dean started the season at about 6 million if I remember correctly um, so he was 6 mil he increased to 6.2 mil after a few uh, good performances to start the season some assists I remember but then since then has dropped down and he's now 5.7 mil but most importantly for Everton they have a good run of fixtures Burnley at home Newcastle away City away but then they've got um, Brighton at home West Ham away Newcastle at home Watford away Crystal Palace at home so I'd be looking at Lucas Dean I'd be looking at Richarlison I'd be looking at Calvert-Lewin in the Burnley match I want to see how Ancelotti is going to utilise them if Lucas Dean is an attacking fullback, um, like uh, like Alonso was at, when Ancelotti was at uh, Chelsea if I remember correctly or was that Conte I maybe have that I have my Chelsea managers mixed up there's been so many of them in recent years but um, if Lucas Dean is utilised as an attacking fullback and uh, Ancelotti uh, Everton side, then I'll be very, very tempted by him, particularly at 5.7 million. I would be possibly even considering getting rid of Trent for him to use that money savings to improve my squad elsewhere. But that's that's something that I'll be considering my wild card. So that's why I'm watching Everton because I have my wild card and I'll be using it next week. So I want to see how they're going to do because they have a great run of fixtures from 19 through to 26. And if I can capitalise on that, we'll be, we'll be laughing, hopefully. Also, I'm looking at Richarlison. Um, he has been on a decent run of form. He, he has tailed off in the last two matches. But before that, he'd scored four goals in five um, and got two assists in uh, game, uh, the, before that run of goals. He had two assists in three in that game week from nine till. 11. So he has returned since game week 9 uh, through to game week 18. He has returned in all but four, uh, sorry, yeah, all but four of those game weeks. Um, so that is, is a good run, um, particularly for a 7.9 million midfielder. But Madison is, still seems to be the, the go to player in that bracket for me, seeing as he's 0.1 million pounds cheaper. Um, and has this season scored five goals, five assists, so he's definitely worth worth considering. Um, if you're go, if you want, Richarlison's worth considering. If you're not one, go for Madison. Um, but Madison may be the more sure, um, the sure player to go for because we know how Brendan Rodgers utilizes him, whereas we're yet unsure on how Ancelotti will utilize Richarlison. Uh, Sheffield United against Watford um, Watford played excellently well under new management against Man United they got a 2-0 uh, two two win um, they did look good defensively I wouldn't be targeting any of their forwards um, and they looked excellent defensively Ben Foster played fantastically in that match um, 
but to be perfectly honest, I'm not tempted by any Watford players um, at the present moment, but we'll see what the future holds. Sheffield United is quite easy again. If you have Henderson, play him. If you have Lundstrom, play him. If you have Baldock, play him. If you have Fleck, play him. He's now no longer suspended. Um, I would just if you've got Sheffield United players, play them. They are the surprise package of the season, and so we should be not looking the gift horse in the mouth. Man United against Newcastle. Um, I'm intrigued to see how Man United will bounce back from it. their defeat. They seem to do well against bigger opposition and then lose to the, the weaker opposition. So Newcastle are, um, offen- uh, no offence to any um, of the Toon Army out there, but they are a weaker opposition. And so I would expect Man United to maybe struggle in this game because they play on the counter-attack and they will come up against a side who is likely to go to Old Trafford and just try to get a draw. Um, f- yeah, I. if you've got Rashford, this is a match where I'd be considering captaining him. Um, it's uh, Pogba is to return in this match, according to the press, so whether or not it's going to be off the bench or whether or not that's going to be um, um, as a starter, that remains to be seen. But Pogba and Man United means that there'll be more crisp, there'll be more um, creating more attacking options. So I think that that's that's good for the likes of Martial and Rashford. Um, however, it may be bad for Rashford if Pogba comes back and asserts his dominance on the penalties. But Rashford has scored a few, quite a few penalties this season, so I don't see him being taken off um, penalty duties until he misses again, possibly. Leicester against Liverpool. Liverpool in the back of playing a considerable amount of football in Qatar. It may be that Klopp decides to rest players, but I can't see him doing so in this game. I can see him doing so against... um, in their their game after that, when they've got Wolves and Liverpool... uh, Sorry, Wolves and uh, Sheffield United at Anfield um, I can see rest maybe in the Wolves game in the middle but for now I think he will play his, his, his full strength side and I'm hoping he will I don't currently have any Liverpool attacker I still have um, Jane Alexander-Arnold but I transferred out Salah for Son I'm considering if, if I was looking if I didn't have my wild card I would be looking at reversing that move and bringing back Salah um, for Son even though um, Liverpool have a difficult fixture against Leicester. Liverpool haven't lost to Leicester in their last five meetings. Bookies have uh, Liverpool as the favourites for this game. Um, but the reason I'd be doing that is not because of the, the next fixture, but the fixtures beyond that. And uh, if, if you've got, there's no point using one transfer and then using another transfer later on. If you've not got your world card and you have some, I'd be targeting a Liverpool midfielder. If you don't already have one, if you didn't just bench Manny or Salah, I'd be targeting a Liverpool midfielder in this game. Um, Zaha, not Zaha, sorry, Vardy um, likes to uh, play well against Liverpool. He has, over the years, played, performed exceptionally well getting goals. So I, I'd be happy to leave him on the side, but I wouldn't be happy to bring him in as captain um, or to captain him in this game. 
The final match of the game week is on Friday, uh, Friday the 27th at 7.45. Annoyingly, it ruins the prospect of having all the fixtures in one day, but the plus side, it does mean that we have, from Boxing Day, we have football right through to the 29th of December. And so it's Man City against Wolves. Um, in this fixture, earlier on in the season, we had Rahul Jimenez uh, and Adama Traore ripping City apart. So I think City will come out um, looking for revenge in this game. Um, and I can see Aguero is now back. So I can see this being a, a City win, maybe 2-1, 3-1. Um, I can't see them keeping a clean sheet. So I think those of us who still have Jimenez, I may not have Jimenez for this game. And that's a spoiler alert for my transfer. Um, I can see Wolves doing well, but I can't really see a clean sheet being kept in this game. Um Yes, it's. I wouldn't be targeting any City players for this game. If you say, for example, you have Son and you're looking to bring in a City midfielder, De Bruyne or Sterling, for example, I wouldn't. I'd be prioritising a Liverpool midfielder over my um, over my, my Man City midfielders. Um, notwithstanding the fact that Man City have a, a more immediate, um, good-looking fixture. So that is the. Game week um, eight, uh, 19 fixtures. Just to give you a summary of where I am with my transfers, I have um, I have two free transfers um, ahead of my wild card next week, and so I'm likely to make both of use. Two, I'm going to use both those transfers. The first one will be Sun out. Chances are I'm going to be doing Sun out for Grealish, so as to get an extra Norwich game in there. And then my I'll have five million pounds in the bank after that. So my second move could be um, Zaha to either Manny or Salah. But because I have the wild card, I have the chance to make a, a one-week punt, as it were. And so I am thinking of bringing in Kane and captaining him um, for Jimenez. It would leave me with two point four million pounds in the bank, which is a bit annoying that I'm not I've not got all my cash on the pitch. So I may consider making a four point hit, um, and then bringing in somebody else, um, in the midfielder, or maybe yeah. I, I, I am happy with the rest of my team. So if I were to bring in Kane, then I'd I'd probably just waste the two point four million pounds in the bank. If I'm being perfectly honest, but that would leave me with. A team of Ryan and Goals away to Spurs, Trent Alexander-Arnold away to Leicester, Lundstrom at home to Not uh, Watford, Kelly at home to West Ham, De Bruyne away to Wolves, and then I would have Jack Grealish at home to Norwich, at Delhi Alley away to Bre at home to Brighton, Zaha away to West Ham, Vardy at home to Liverpool, uh, Vice Captain Abraham at home to Southampton, and then Captain Kane at home to Brighton. It's a game where Kane typically blanks so I'm hoping that this year he doesn't he does have previous for playing extremely well and getting a lot of goals in the, the Christmas fixtures um, since Mourinho's came in he hasn't set the world eye he scored two goals he scored three goals and has got one assist he's scored only in two matches um, two of the six matches since Mourinho came in in the Premier League so it's not the best to it's not, I'm not the most confident of it, but I am targeting fixtures for a one-game week punt, essentially. And we'll see. We'll reassess on my wild card next week. 
So that is the FPL Bet podcast for Game Week 19. Um, I hope you have enjoyed this podcast as always. Um, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter um, at FPL Braveheart. Um, I hope you all have a excellent Game Week 19. Um, and I hope you have really strong. I hope you enjoy first of all Christmas Eve, any festivities that you're doing there. Uh, I hope you enjoy your Christmas Day. I hope you manage to spend some time with your family. But even if not, I hope you have a, a great Christmas. And then I hope you have a strong Boxing Day with strong Green Arrows. And I will speak to you all ahead of the. Uh, I'll, I'll probably record it before the Man City game, but after the Boxing Day fixtures on the twenty seventh, before the game week twenty. Um, episode and that will be my wild card reveal so thanks very much for listening as always and speak to you ahead of the gaming 20 fixtures thank you and bye